lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Hope you had a great weekend. Alongside Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre, let us know what you think about what we think. You can do so by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. Follow us at Steve Dace Show on Getter and Twitter. And it looks like it's going to be a new day, at least potentially, at Twitter, indeed, with Elon Musk. Speaking of Getter... Uh, they are going to get a chance to do the Ask Me Anything Town Hall next hour. And I did not read the questions per normal, but it looked like we got a pretty good volume of questions from Getter. And of all the alternative sites out there, Getter does a better job of producing reaction to the things I post. How I get more reaction from Getter than I do Facebook most days. So uh, Getter will get uh, a chance to ask me anything coming up in the next hour of the show. Last week, we spoke to an activist on the ground in Tennessee that I've known for a while uh, about some of his concerns about the direction of Team GOP in a pretty solidly red state. Well, Someone who is a daily participant, actor, or or I should say listener, uh, of this program is a state rep down there. He's been on this show recently, in fact, Jason Zachary. He's got a somewhat different take. And so, hey, you know, unlike the people in Silicon Valley, if we'll hear you out. And so he's going to join us next hour of the show as well. Bob Vanderplatz, our good friend, will join us here at the bottom of the hour. Before we get to Aaron's montage, though, I want to make sure before spots are gone parents, you have looked at all of your options for a better education for your child for next fall. And one of the best out there, I've got firsthand experience with it. I know both the people that founded it and I had my own son uh, as a student here for a couple of years. It's called Freedom Project Academy. Um, What they do is teach your child how to think, not what to think. It's a classical curriculum. What we mean by that is uh, critical thinking is encouraged, uh, cultivated. You're taught mastery of important subject matter, not indoctrination into a bunch of pagan and spirit of the age propaganda. You know, the way that the people who founded, forged and preserved the country. This is the way they were taught until about the last 60, 70, 80 years or so. All right. If you want to get more information and want to make sure that your kid is not one of those high school graduates that is reading at a seventh grade level, which is the average these days, um, make sure you go to freedomforschool.com. Freedomforschool.com classes are already filling up for the fall. I know it's just late April, but don't wait to the last minute. Check out freedomforschool.com. And with that, let us begin, as we always do, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Winning Again. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Friday signed into law a bill that strips the Walt Disney Company of its special self-governing status in and around Disney World in Central Florida. And incredibly, they say, we are going to work to repeal parents' rights in Florida. And I'm just thinking to myself, you're a, cal- you're a corporation based in Burbank, California. 
and you're going to marshal your economic might to attack the parents of my state, uh, we view that as a provocation, and we are going to fight back against that. I think that that partnership that developed early on with Walt Disney, I don't think Walt would appreciate what's going on in this company right now. In completely unrelated news, ExxonMobil announced Friday they're banning all affinity group flags like the rainbow flag from company property. ExxonMobil is based in Irving, Texas. In other news, Twitter has reconsidered billionaire Elon Musk's offer to take over the company at around $54 a share. This means Elon Musk, if all hurdles with the SEC are cleared, will be the new owner of Twitter and likely a lot of people who have been deplatformed from there will be back in the not-so-distant future, maybe. A soldier with the Texas National Guard is presumed dead after he waded into the Rio Grande to try to save the lives of illegal aliens who turned out to be drug mules. The body of Specialist Bishop E. Evans of Arlington has yet to be found. In France, you'll remember President Emmanuel Macron's comments about the unvaccinated and how he wanted to quote-unquote piss them off with his COVID policies. Well, he just became the first French president since 2002 to win re-election, defeating Marine Le Pen by 17 points. New York Times op-ed, China and Russia are giving authoritarianism a bad name. In completely unrelated news, a New York Times Siena poll of the state of New York finds Joe Biden enjoying a 51% approval rating there. Checking in once more on Joe Biden. This ain't your father's Republican Party. Not, not a joke. All you got to do is look what is being played on, played the, 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 this morning about the tape that was released anyway. You know, but all, all kidding aside, this is a MAGA party now. Former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, just said the quiet part out loud. Do you, I mean, how do you think the invasion would have been different if Trump had remained as president? I think that Trump would have provided Putin with enough of what he wanted that, you know, perhaps he wouldn't have invaded. So if, if Trump had had a second term and you think that Putin wouldn't have invaded because of that, what would Ukraine look like? So we are now getting into, you know, this is why diplomats are told never to answer theoretical questions. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're getting into uh, areas of... Um, you know, I mean, it's a hypothetical question, right? Washington Post professional doctor Taylor Lorenz went on CNN to discuss her attempts to ruin the life of the woman behind the libs of TikTok Twitter account. I think it's incredibly important, you know, as someone that covers the influencer industry to know who is exerting influence in, in this way. I mean, for all we knew, this could have been a foreign actor, right? We finally found an environmentalist wacko who's not a total hypocrite. Police say when Alan Bruce set himself on fire in front of the Supreme Court building on Earth Day and later died from those severe burns. Groomer update. We often call fetuses like it or we call even early babies, we often call it, you know, babies like it, it's crying because it's like not quite gotten gender and it's not quite become a person. But like a lot of conservatives who are really anti-abortion and really pro-reproduction they're obsessed with gendering their children before they're even born. So they come into a world fully gendered because it's like how to humanize them and to stop people from being able to have safe access to abortion. Trinity Lutheran Church in Greenville, South Carolina, announced a couple of days ago they're hosting a drag queen event. In completely unrelated news, a 2.17 magnitude earthquake hit South Carolina on Friday evening. And that's what happened while we were away. Boy, the... Uh the back end, to quote Lindsey Graham, the back end 
of that montage is an excellent segue to remind you about our friends over at My Patriot Supply. You never know. You never know when it could never happen here. Happens here again. Or, again, looking at the back end of that uh, montage, you never know when it's about time it happened here. We have been deserving of it for quite some time. Finally happens here, if you know what I'm you think you hear me knocking, right? I do. I'm coming in. I hear you. Okay. Uh, that's why you want to make sure you're prepared either way, okay? Just in case your pre-trib uh, eschatology is wrong, make sure you're ready. All right. With our friends at My Patriot Supply, maybe that's the most unique ever live read in the history of this uh, company. Uh, a three-month <laughs> emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, just in case. Daddy ain't lifting you out of here before the poop storm starts make sure you're ready we used to have like a vow not to mention eschatology <laughs> no, now it's we're like marketing. ramming it into our commercials <laughs> love it i just got this image of steve walking out on his on his street with a bucket of 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 his uh of his my patriot supply food yep. looking up and there there is jesus there's his there's his messiah so it was for nothing we didn't have we didn't need it is that what you're saying no Okay. No. Okay. All right. You're just protecting it. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, you make sure if food shortages hit that you have a food supply you can rely upon. Uh, good for up to 25 years with proper storage. And right now you can get free shipping, free shipping, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, 2,000 plus calories for you and everybody in your household. Free shipping right now when you go to preparewithdace.com. Again, that is preparewithdace.com. They're going to have to hire staff over there just to like parse the book of Revelation when they write their commercials and send them to you from now. You never know, man. I, I, I will tell you, I got stopped at, a, I was going to, I mentioned last week, I went to lunch with my pastor just to, you know, uh, you know, shoot the, shoot the breeze. And I got stopped by a guy that was an elder in my old church and I hadn't seen him in several years. And I mean, he was like staunch LaHaye Jenkins eschatology guy. Staunch left behind. And I mean, he's a, he's a bibliophile uh, in the biblical sense. And I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, people would come and ask me questions. And I'm like, I don't know, man, go ask. His name was Arlen. His name's Arlen. I'm like, go ask Arlen. You know what I'm saying? He was that guy. I mean, he knows his stuff and he's been doing this for like 50 years. And, you know, we had a conversation and out of nowhere, you know, we were just kind of getting caught up on what was going on in each other's lives. And then out of nowhere, he goes, I don't know, literally just no segue. Hadn't seen him in like five years. Okay. In fact, God bless him. Last time I saw him was was his precious wife, Bonnie's funeral. It was the last time I saw him. Okay. And so we're getting caught up on what's going on in each other's lives. It's been about five years. And then he looks at me with no segue at at all. Because the statement he was about to make did not require one. Because if you know this gentleman, then you knew how how profound the statement was going to be without any buildup. And he looked at me and goes, you know, I don't know. The more I study the scriptures, I'm not so sure I'm pre-trib anymore. (laughs) Wow. And it, wow. I mean, it stopped me dead in my tracks over there at Jason's Deli. I about, my heart about skipped a beat. Okay. You know? And so you just, that's, again, you make sure. Just, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying in case it's not right and it goes down, make sure you're ready with our friends at My Patriot Supply. Know what I'm saying? So we're going to get more into the Elon Musk Twitter angle in the overtime today because it looks like that is going to happen there was a lot of speculation yesterday when elon because right now there's speculation on everything he tweets 
He tweeted moving on, and I think a lot of people thought that meant that this he was kind of giving up or had lost interest and didn't care anymore. And then uh, last night, news began to eke out that uh, Twitter was going to have maybe a, a consideration of his bid. Now it is expected they will accept that bid today. So in the overtime today, we're going to get into what do we think will happen first? Elon Musk changes Twitter, or I actually get to sign on to Truth Social. What what do we think happens first? And that's that'll lead to a broader conversation about the two platforms, right? So we'll get into that in the overtime today. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. BlazeTV.com slash Dace is where you will be able to go. We will record it right after this live program and then upload it for you later today at blazetv.com slash dace if you're a blaze tv subscriber if you're not yet one that's also where you can go again blazetv.com slash dace to become one today at a discount but i want to get into more of the fallout from what has happened in florida and with disney and what i'm about to do we used to do this a lot on my show Because I got into this with a lot of questions about why as a movement do we like suck at pretty much everything except guns? Why do we lose all the time? Why is like James Dobson and National Review endorsing Mitt Romney for president? Right? These were, you guys know, back in the, back in the, if you think, if you think I am ornery now. I've actually mellowed a little bit since those days, okay? Because in those days, I was um, a lot angry, a lot, a lot angrier, and a lot more frustrated with my elders. And so we used to scorch earth. We used to name names. We used to do this all the time. Probably is the reason why I lack for friends now. I, it's a very deserved reputation, and nor do I regret it. Uh, I just don't do it as much now because now that our show has a higher profile than Des Moines, Iowa, the naming of names and stuff gets distracting, right? Okay. Now we know a lot of these people or I know a lot of these people directly or we even work with some of them. Okay. And so, you know, when you, when you start, when you start naming a name, well, this person is wrong because blank. Okay. Then a lot of times people can't get beyond what they thought of that name. Right. Well, I already I already agreed with you that I, I didn't like that person anymore. So that's why I think you're right now. Well, that's not a good reason to agree with me. I could be wrong. Right. That's right. not the right reason. Or it could be, well, you know, that that person, I've got that person's rookie card and the spokes of my bicycle. And I I drive around. I, I ride my bike, you know, around uh, suburban D.C. with a Jenna Ellis Future Stars tops <laughs> rookie card, you know, and I don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? And so that so, again, she might be right and I might be wrong. But again, that's a pretty crappy reason to make that determination right Right. when names get involved emotions usually follow one way or the other and so as our show began to rise in prominence and stature albeit we'll go with the term steadily how's that (laughs) is that fair uh i just found now that i'm you know in the same ecosystem as many of these people and then you also get to know people, right? You know, it's a lot easier from afar to make 
grand calculations about people's motivations and stuff until you actually get to see a name with the face and observe them and get to know them. And they do the same with you. And then you think, okay, you know, maybe not everybody who agrees, disagrees with me on this, even if I think it's a very important priority, they're not all sellouts, whores, et cetera. Right. So just for a lot of those prudent reasons, maturity, other things, um, I, we just have not done that very much on this program. Uh, really since a lot of you, have known it in its current iteration since the CRTV Blaze merger back in, what was it, 2018? And I think we were the show that kind of launched that merger, right? Um, But. But. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There have been, and I've already mentioned one person, um, I've, I've really tried to look at what is, what is Jenna Ellis thinking? Because, man, I I have seen some Linda Blair-like transitions, I guess we'll call them, in my time in politics. I mean, I have seen some 180s, man. But I have never seen anything like hashtag stop the steal to tweeting out, yo, Disney, if you need an attorney, I'll represent you. I'll represent the groomers. I mean, that's in, in the graveyard um, of political transitions I have witnessed in my lifetime, which is going back now in this business. This is my 16th year working full-time in politics. I, I can't even compare that to anything else. I, I just, I don't even know what that even compares to. But then you got to ask yourself, at least to her, does she even see it as a transition? Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get, I, I totally got it day one, but then I had time to rethink it and think about it. And this was Jeremy Boring, who's the CEO of The Daily Wire, uh, who, you know, I've, we've been very complimentary of what they have launched recently on, on the yeah. culture war front, maybe even a little envious if we're being sure. truly, on, brutally honest. On the other hand, yeah, you know, I had time to think about it, and I think it's a first strike. I, I, have you looked up the definition of first strike? What is the first term in first strike? What is it? First. First. Yeah. Yeah. Did the state of Florida act against Disney first? No. No. So therefore, you may not agree with what the state of Florida did, but it, since they did not act first, it cannot therefore be what? First. It can't be first. <laughs> I mean, it's just... At least get your argument right. You're getting pretty far in the weeds on this. It's not a first strike. It's punitive. Now, you could argue it, you know, you don't want government doing punitive actions against corporations. I don't I don't agree with you, by the way. But at least if you're going to counter, can you can we make the right argument? Because it wasn't a first strike. Disney chose to come out from behind its Vatican like walls there in Orange County, right? Dead set in the middle of the state of Florida where it has been grant given a shelter of insulation from the goings on of the rest of the state to do what it sees fit within its walls with very limited exceptions. It can't violate labor or exploitation law. It's very a Vatican-like presence within the heart of Italy, frankly. They chose to come out from behind those sheltered walls, lick their thumbs and put it on the scale. And not on something like right, property is, taxes yes. or zoning. What crucial. are we talking okay? about We're here. talking about whether we're going to take rot gut from the bowels of hell and directly mainline it to children. That's what we're talking about. Not, e- not even subtle stuff. We're going to mainline it now. 
They made that choice. They made that choice first. The state of Florida just reacted. It's not a first strike, Jeremy. It's not. By any definition, the first strike means you struck, what is it again? First. Who struck first here? Florida did. In fact, they even struck second. They said they were going to do this and then said, we're going to go to the governor and lobby. Maybe even they struck third. They then turned around to their rainbow jihad employees and apologized for not putting their thumb on the scale more often and sooner. If anything, the state of Florida has struck fourth. They're much closer to striking fourth than first. So after looking at these arguments, I've come to the conclusion that none of them have any merit whatsoever. They're all stupid. I don't even, I, I, I mean, I hope people are paid off to say these things because I always prefer a good whore to a slut. Now, that's something you guys have heard me say for the, yeah. pretty much the length of my career. I can respect the horror. It's the world's oldest profession for a reason. Everybody gets a gratification. We need instant gratification. And at least someone provided that in exchange for a fee. As the great prophet Big Daddy Kane once said, pimping ain't easy, but it is necessary. The, the, the issue I have is with sluttery. I'm just so insecure that I put out like this. I'm, I'm, I, I just, you know, I want to be seen riding shotgun in his Camaro and he gave me a breathman afterwards, right? That's, that's the person that nobody respects. I just want the, the affirmation, the approval. I'm that needy of a person, right? That's, and unfortunately, there aren't as many whores in politics as you might think, which is unfortunate. Things would be better off. If, if we were back to just relying on craven ambition, we'd get our way a lot more often. Really, a lot of it is just sluttery. I, I just want the ratio on Twitter. I want some blue check mark I've never met. I've still never had anybody stop me in an airport. I have had somebody stop me in an airport and say, I think, let me explain to you why I think um, the, the Tony Blair is the, uh, is, the, is the false prophet in Revelation. That did happen to me once in an airport. I've never had though someone stop me and say, uh, hi, I'm a member of the Twitter mob. Have you ever had that happen? No. No, you've been traveling a lot recently with yeah. Ainsley, right? Nobody's ever come up to you, no. especially after what she's been doing recently. The Twitter mob hasn't approached you to to announce themselves. No. 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 So a lot of this is just sluttery. I'm just really so needy and so shallow that I, I just need an Aunt Petunia that I cannot stand and takes up seven seats at Thanksgiving. I need her not to write something in my comment section that offends me because I just, it'll the rest of my day, I cannot go on if that happens. We need to bring whore, bring back the whores. This business needs more whores because at least then, you know what? Um, I'll bid higher. If it's a transaction, we'll bid higher. We, we don't have enough whores in this business right now. Trust me. Way too many sluts. Dace out of context right now. His brain is just exploding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go back. I'm talking Vince Lombardi level. This is a football square one. Can we do that? So yesterday morning before I left for church, I I posted this thread on Twitter. I'll share it with you now. The government is a proxy. That's another term for representative. The government is a proxy for the people in a republic. What form of government are we? A republic. We are a republic, a representative republic. A corporation is a proxy for its shareholders when it is public. Is Disney a public corporation? They are. They are. So that means, therefore, that both of these are actually extensions of the will of the people, albeit in separate contexts, 
but they are Republican forms of governance, especially when said public company is also getting public goodies from the government. Okay. So therefore, you shouldn't actually have to write anything else. I, I, I almost left it there, actually. I almost left it there, and then I thought, okay, usually people aren't stupid. They're just slutty. But just in case that this has, because we have been dealing with a government education system, yes. that I, I thought, you know what, because I originally was just going to tweet that. It's funny you said that. I went back 10 minutes later and thought, no, I better flesh this out a little bit more. Okay, so let me tell you what this means. Therefore, as a private citizen, you have two options to influence a public company that has decided to pollute your environment where you live, whether that's your natural resources that you call food and water from or shelter or whether that's your cultural resources. That's a great point. The institutions that influence you and educate, entertain, etc. Okay, that impact the heart and the mind. Okay, you can either purchase enough shares in Disney to move it, which unfortunately isn't going to be an option for over 99% of us. Or here's your other option. You can use your other proxy, government, to represent your interests. And that's what the duly elected government of Florida presumed to do here. Now, you may disagree with what the Florida government did. And you know what? A lot more Floridians can vote them out over that disagreement than can acquire sufficient Disney stock to be heard so no one's rights here are being violated. What was the punishing act here by the state of Florida? The government of the people of Florida simply told Disney, you will no longer be given special favor over other attraction competitors if you're now going to compete with parents for the hearts and minds of their children. We'll treat you just like Universal, just like SeaWorld, and just like Busch Gardens and every place else. Next, nothing is stopping Disney from losing another $40 billion in stock value if it wants to continue sinking into the abyss for Vanguard and BlackRock. It may still do so. It is not, however, entitled to special favor from the people of Florida while it does so. There is nothing, nothing here that the the people of Florida aren't violating any rights. They're the sovereign entity of the state of florida they absolutely get a voice in who gets access and see the clever little dollar sign that i put there for the second s they get to determine that's not a typo although sometimes it is this one wasn't uh, they could decide who gets access see that as f- money funny or you know bennies they get to they get to say who gets a- a- that kind of access to their government now disney made a choice on behalf of its shareholders its proxies florida's government made a choice on behalf of its voters its proxies This is a Republican form of government in action. This is the way it's supposed to work. You may not like the choices being made. And in that case, you have the choice to swing it differently. You can acquire enough Disney shares. You can can vote the, the, the existing government of Florida out. Nobody's stopping you from doing either one of those two things. But those of us who believe in conserving traditional Americana... We are going to have to come to grips with the following two things here. Number one, corporations are no longer our default allies. Now, this should have been obvious now to all non-corporatist whores since at least the dawn of the Tea Party movement, going back a decade. Especially when they decide they're going to pollute our children, our most precious natural and cultural resource. Number two, 
It is easier to inflict accountability on government and bend it to our will than global conglomerates that exist outside our jurisdiction are too big for meager boycotts to touch. What kind of a, we all argued about boycotts on this show. My goodness, what, how, what kind of an effort would it have taken to, a boycott would it have taken to inflict $40 billion in share value damage on Disney? Answer, impossible. We could not have possibly done it. But we did it here by using our elected representatives to act on our will. They then use the freedoms that we provide to go global, and then they use that globalism to become immune to our accountability. However, just when an ind- just as when an individual violates the social compact in dire ways, he is punished. The same must occur when groups of individuals, that's another name for corporation, they commit such malfeasance. The same must happen. Disney violated the social compact. This is so obvious, so clear, and so necessary that you are only left for four options on those wearing your uniform who claim otherwise. Number one, they're dangerously stupid or naive. Number two, total frauds. Number three, can't move beyond the Reagan 80s and Lee Iacocca era. Number four, Matthew 23, 23. The letter of the law is their idol, thus forsaking the spirit of it. They can't get beyond a certain libertarian tendency or ideological precedent to see what time it is right now. All of those options are bad. I would urge all of you, you move on from them. Move towards those who know what time it is. We'll fight for you. For the cultural hour is late. Every amount of time we spend responding to these Tobias and sand ballots, that is time we do not spend rebuilding the wall. I'll let you guys and our friend Bob Vanderplatz react to this when we come back. From the top of your neck down to your feet, there are 360 things called joints that are in your body that are crucial for proper function, activity, mobility, etc., particularly as we get older, right? Even as we get older, we can get in better shape, we can be healthier overall, but your joints don't necessarily uh, grow younger while that's happening. And as we get older, they can also become little hubs for inflammation, often causing that chronic pain in your back, knees, hips, uh, et cetera, or hip flexor uh, in my case. Um, if that is you, uh, chances are that chronic pain that you're describing as lingering soreness or achiness is caused by inflammation. That's why you're looking for an all-natural anti-inflammatory that is backed by going on a third decade of clinical research and going on a third year of my daily usage. I take it with me wherever I go because I've seen firsthand that it works. It's called Omega XL. And if you want to try it right now, buy one, get one free when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve. That's OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Or you can take advantage of that offer by calling them at 800-844-4888. Well, let's get some reaction to what I just laid out uh, is going on right now. Uh, the the controversy over Florida stepping up to the plate and pimp slapping Disney around and over some of the arguments uh, that you're seeing against it on the right, which frankly, I think are all a variance, a variant of either dumb or bad. I, I think they I, I mean, I seriously don't think they have any merit on any level whatsoever. I just, I don't think there's a legitimate criticism. I've not seen one and I've seen all of them so far. Maybe I'm wrong. 
So let's have a little roundtable discussion and welcome in our good friend, Bob Vanderplatz from the Family Leader, because this is obviously an issue right in your wheelhouse, brother, I would imagine, right? It definitely is. Well, family is our middle name, and it used to be that Disney was all for family. Uh, but Steve, it's good to be back. I was just in Boston and Delaware, and the beauty of that was we flew mask-free. And I'm telling you, I don't know what the polling is on masks in airports or on planes, but the reaction we saw amongst passengers was euphoric. Well, Just, if the Associated Press ha- puts that, can do does a poll that has seven points more Democrats involved in the poll than voted in the 2020 election, they can find a small majority of Americans want to continue the masks. That's, I'm sure that's how much they have to game their poll to get that result. Well, they need yeah. to go through the airports to find out that's not true. But first of all, I think what you're seeing with Governor DeSantis and now the Florida legislature being willing to take on Disney. Uh, as I was telling our team, courage begets courage. Boldness begets boldness. And I think it's finally that corporate America gets pushed back. Uh, you keep trying to sell us on family, and you're pro-family, and you're for the kids and all that, and yet you want to promote this woke agenda. I think it's about time there's a pushback. I think you're seeing people all across the country applauding DeSantis and the Florida legislature. And I think you're going to see other governors across the country rising up in their own way to push back against this woke mob that we're seeing. So I think there's a lot at stake with what happens with the Disney issue in Florida. Why has this taken so long to get a Republican in a position of power to do this at such uh, an offensive and obvious offensive meaning in terms of the the gesture um, and the tactic, not in terms of it's we're offended by it. Okay, why is this taken so long to get a lot of people on the right, particularly in decision making processes or in the punditry process, to accept the reality that we've had a major we have had a major political realignment in America in the last couple of decades and it's largely occurred within the boardrooms of most corporations that they are mm. tr- not not they, they went in the 80s from being funders of causes and organizations like yours and you into the 90s to then they kind of didn't fund anybody and went neutral and now they're active funders and believers and participants in the spirit of the ages causes. Why have we taken so long to come to grips with this? Well, I think we bought into the notion that uh, you will be made to care if you're a business and if you oppose them, they're, they're going to affect your bottom line. But I think two things have happened. Uh, one is Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump was a, was a cultural disruptor and said you can push back mm-hmm. and, and you don't have to take this stuff anymore. And I think that what that did is that gave the courage and the boldness to say to a, a Ron DeSantis, to a Kim Reynolds, to other governors saying, I think the people want to see boldness and courage. They may not have liked Trump for a lot of other reasons, but Trump was showing boldness and courage and he saw people rally around that. Two is, though, I think the, the left has completely outkicked their coverage. Uh, you and I remember back in 2009, 2010, when there was the marriage debate. This was just about Nancy and Sally sharing a garden and living together, but they didn't want to impact or influence anybody else about their marriage. The fact is now, it's not just about accepting the LGBTQ plus whatever else it might be and the rainbow flag, but it's now if you're a parent standing up saying, no, my boy's a boy, and even though he may think he's a girl at times, I'm not giving him puberty blockers to say you're at risk of losing your kid. That you, everybody's made to care today. So it's not just about marriage. It's about gender identity, sexual orientation. It's about everything that we go, what the heck is going on? What Todd's uh, daughter took a stand for. You know, boys playing in girls' sports. This is common sense stuff. 
And I think now you're seeing the reaction, whether it's Loudoun County in Virginia or you're seeing it happen in Florida right now at Disney. People are rising up saying enough is enough, and they're pushing back. All right, Todd and Aaron, let's bring you guys into the conversation. Your reaction. Well, notice that Bob's two points there, none of them had anything to do with the church. And that's where we're getting uh, to the moment now. It, because you're the title of your book, What If, correct? You bet. Yesterday at Mass from the book of Revelation, uh, we have distress in the name of Jesus. So there's a popular song, we have a friend in Jesus, but this promises in the Christ's own words in the Gospels, if they did this to me, what do you think they will do to you? Mm. We, people are awakening now, and it happened because of Donald Trump and because of the crazies of the left. But now the church, we're not meant to be as comfortable as we've been for a very, very mm-hmm. long time. And this is where everybody is. And you can see the, as you mentioned, the Jeremy Borings, the Jenna Ellis's of the world. Everybody realizes this is a moment mm-hmm. because if we awake, that changes everything. And we are mm. on the precipice of doing so. So this is a moment for the church. The fact that it took Donald Trump and the left absolutely sacrificing our children in a Disney volcano, the church should be utterly ashamed of itself. It is time for the church to say, what if, and not leave it at a damn question mark, to plow forward right now. Aaron. I just want to go back to, and I keep going back to this as well, and in my thinking and, and some of my comments on this, what are we actually talking about here? What are we talking about here? A bill that was making its way through the Florida legislature that would essentially ban teachers from uh, inculcating and talking about gender ideology with grade schoolers. Now, Tulsi Gabbard criticized the legislation because she didn't think it went far enough. A Democrat didn't think it went far enough. You can still talk about this in high school. But this is something that is not controversial. It's not controversial at all. There were a couple of polls that showed Democrats in Florida actually supported the language of this bill when they actually read the language of this bill. What is the benign, innocent explanation? My favorite question, by the way. What's the benign, innocent explanation for Disney doing what they did and coming out and opposing parents' rights? One does not exist. There is no benign, innocent explanation for this. Uh, So we're, we're talking about groomers here and then you have all the zoom calls that came out as well uh where they're just saying yeah we're going to put this in all of our content this is a big push for us uh do you really think that a corporation like that deserves taxpayer or really any any special uh benefits from government government at all uh, at all no no so what's the benign innocent explanation for a state exercising the power that a state actually has um it's 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 criminal to me that we're talking that a lot of people on the right that I see opposed to this are talking about this as if it's some sort of marginal top tax rate issue. It is not. It's another thing if it was like even even critical, uh, even um, a common core math, if, if it was something about that, there's a little bit more of a gray area. But in this instance, there is no gray area whatsoever. And so I just don't. I don't get the mind-numbing, uh, stupid criticism about this at all, on any level. Bob, I want to get your reaction to what Todd and Aaron had to say before I chime in. Go ahead. Well, a couple things. First of all, with Aaron, I think you're you're exactly right. First of all, the CEO of Disney initially, you know, he's kind of hands off of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It was he was forced to get into this deal. 
Why? Because of the grooming mentality. You know, this is about advancing an agenda, an agenda that just happens to put your children in the crosshairs. Okay? Todd, I love how you brought up the church. Because when I go out and I speak and I talk about, you know, do you know what a depraved mind looks like? Are we living out Romans 1? And now you're seeing a remnant of the church, a remnant of the church that still believes God's word to be true and that Jesus is the way and not a way, that they are rising up and they're standing up. But they're being encouraged, too, by seeing leaders lead on some issues that are of a basic importance. And it absolutely is a threat to the gospel. And so in a culture that is saying, where is the hope today? You know, well, the bride of Christ still has the ultimate hope here. And that's why we pray for that spiritual revival to take place. What do you think of what Aaron had to say? Uh, I, I mentioned it just a little bit earlier. I, I, I love what Aaron had to say. That This isn't some benign deal. Take a look at what the, the real agenda is here. And so I'm not sure. Matter of fact, I think it's long overdue that leaders like DeSantis are leading on this issue. Because if you were running for governor in Florida, your political consultants, the first thing they tell you, do not take on Disney. I mean, Disney is a sacred cow in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what he's shown is I've got a willingness. If you're going to put the children in the crosshairs, so the gospels have said, it'd be better for you to have a millstone hung around your neck and thrown out to the deepest part of the sea. DeSantis is taking a lead on that. And I think he's seeing people are applauding him for it. And I'm encouraged that people are applauding him in the Florida legislature for doing it. I think for audiences like ours, there's a, there's a couple of, of teachable moments here. Uh, number one, these are things that could have happened a long time ago. These are things that could have happened a long time ago. Uh, we, we didn't have to let it get to this far. And one of the main reasons that it did, you know, Todd has talked about comfort. Uh, the woman that used to sit in your chair, Jen, used to say on this show quite frequently, comfort is the bane of the Christian. Okay. Um, but we were comfortable buying books that got us riled up, but didn't challenge us to do anything to, we got comfortable listening to shows that got us riled up, entertained us, but didn't challenge us to do anything except just passively sit there and vote GOP like a good little lemming every two, four or six years, depending on the office and save America every time you do it while paying no attention whatsoever on a granular level to what is actually going on in the community around you and how it's getting funded. What's happening is you are now waking up, and that's a good thing. Here's another thing, though, you need to wake up to, is that you have put a lot of people in positions of prominence as your proxies, as your representatives, here in, quote-unquote, conservative or alternative media, uh, within the Republican Party, etc., that have absolutely no will, no stomach, no vision, no foresight, no balls whatsoever for the level of conflict that must take place. And so it'll, it'll be up to you to continue to support and subsidize such people and entities um, that, that essentially, if you guys want to keep buying William McClellan's books... You'll keep getting more of William McClellan type of generals. You want to keep listening to William McClellan types of shows... You'll keep getting more of William McClellan types of generals. You need to look for some grants. And as you like to say, what did Lincoln say was the reason that he, that he went to the turn to Grant? What was it? He fights. He fights. Hmm. That's why. Thirdly, this is over taking away a regulatory exemption and an extra tax goodie 
that arguably the most valuable corporation in modern American history doesn't need, okay, it doesn't need, guys. Um, it's not even, this isn't even like a substantive threat to their existence as a corporation. And so if, if, it, if, if, there's, if there's this kind of blowback from prominent people on the right. Tyranny, Steve, tyranny. Yes, then, I, then again, I think you understand they're showing you I, I just don't have it in me. Despite what I was claiming a week or two ago and doing Forbes features and everything else, I just don't have it in me truly. Because here's what it also means. The other side's going to respond. Sometimes they come back. Sometimes the bully hits back. They're going to respond. And if you're a righty favored uh, business and you're getting any kind of tax bennies or regulatory bennies, think they're going to strip those things away? Of course they will. Of course they will. And I wonder how much of that is driving some of this angst. Yeah. Hey, my gravy train may be disrupted to that. You know what I say? Yep. May all the gravy trains be cast into the refiner's fire and blown into a smithereens because those are more tools of comfort that get that, that help us to then give, give comfort to the enemy here because we don't want our particular gravy train threatened. We're like the idol makers of Ephesus, not like Paul. We don't even know if we believe in Diana and Artemis or Artemis her surname we just know that we make a freaking crap ton of money selling these idols and if these people rise up in this name of this strange god jesus that this tent maker is preaching it threatens our bottom line right better for one man to die than for the whole paradigm that we have the gravy train we've created to perish you see the analogies i'm drawing Mm -hmm. here i think that's driving a lot of this so-called angst from the so-called right amen Bob, I'll give you the last word. That's almost biblical. Uh, so preach it. I, I think there are things that for those on the right are saying it's just a tax break, it's just a tax. Who are we to give Disney uh, a, a tilted playing field against other competitors in the entertainment industry? Number one, that's not conservative whatsoever. Let them play on a level playing field. So I think it's br- right to bring it into question. The other thing, though, I'd point out to you guys is that when we are typically the most bold and we're the most courageous, is we're, when we're in the minority and we have nothing to So we yell and we scream about how much better things would be when we're in the majority. What's given us hope and excitement today is you got DeSantis in the majority. You got the Florida legislature in the majority who are actually doing something about it. Good pro- so I would say, point. let's yep. hold those arms up. Let's applaud and let's encourage. Todd, I love what you talk about. Let's awaken the church like never before to understand this is truly about the gospel and looking higher. And hopefully the ripple effects is right government in the process. That's a great point that you made there. Good place to end it. Appreciate it. I, I, I think that's another part of it too. I, how much of us are truly, can, are, we are so used to losing. All right. We're like the, you want to get biblical again? I mean, DeSantis is like this mosaic figure politically, and now we've got to get straw for our own bricks too. Yeah. You were never meant to be slaves to this. Okay. This was never, it was, we were never meant to get used to losing like this. Great stuff, guys. We'll come back. Hour two. Ask me anything is next. All right, we're back. Hour two. Here we are uh, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here 
with Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. D-E-A-C-E, like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. Follow me, at Steve Day Show. On, and he's certainly tweeting like he is the new owner. The uh, the rebranded Elon Musk-led uh, Twitter. Uh, or Getter, who will be doing the questions for the Ask Me Anything here in just a few moments. Also, make sure that your home is protected by scammers. Because one of the driving vehicles in cybercrime these days... See what I did there with the little turn of phrase? Do you I like did. that? Yeah. Not bad. Every now and then I come up with something. It's very rare. That's why I want to note it when it does happen. But uh, that's why uh, it's called home title fraud or home title theft. Why? Because a lot of our deeds to our homes, the, the only thing that actually proves we own it, a lot of these are kept online these days, which can make them vulnerable to scammers. They go on to these databases Look for high equity looking homes. And if yours turns out to be one of those, uh, they then go ahead and start liquidating that equity because they make it look like you've sold your home to them on what's called a quit claim deed. Uh, Your homeowner's insurance, your mortgage lender cannot protect you. But this is what Home Title Lock does. They put a virtual barrier around your home's titles so that the moment they detect any nefarious activity, they will mobilize immediately to shut it down. Head to their website right now to learn more. Register your address to see if you're already a victim and aren't yet aware. Because a lot of times you find out after you've already been victimized at HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that is HomeTitleLock.com. If you're a podcast listener, please leave us a five-star review. Hit subscribe or follow. We appreciate the thousands of you that have done those things for us already. And now let us begin this week's Ask Me Anything this comes exclusively from our followers over at Getter, and we got quite a few questions from them. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't a huge window of right. time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the Getter does a good job of cultivating its audience compared to the other alternatives out there I have found. Gab, I think, is pretty close to Gab and Getter do a good job of, you know, of having its audiences interact with you. Uh, I would say they're clearly above the others where it comes to that. That's why I decided to give Getter uh, the uh, the sole rights to this week's Ask Me Anything. Todd has selected the questions, none of which I have seen. All right, and so Aaron, you will fire when ready. We'll begin with Spartan Thunder, who says, Steve, based on comments made by Barack Obama this past week, you and folks like us who don't prescribe to his way of thinking spew, quote-unquote, raw sewage out on social media platforms. He doesn't like it. What say you? I think that um, we're talking about a president who oversaw. Remember, he was president when Edward Snowden blew the whistle on the uh, the, the the monitoring state, the surveillance state. Um, he was the president who bugged the offices of the Associated Press. His administration was who was monitoring the communications. Who was the gentleman at Fox News whose name I forget now? Rosen? Yeah, James Rosen. Thank you. So what Barack Obama proved is that if you have an inspiring story and a charismatic personality that or just a charismatic personality that you can get enough people to follow you despite what you believe. Now, this is, this is not 
an old truth in the history of our species. In fact, it's our new truth, I should say. In fact, it's one of the oldest ones. This has been going on from time in memoriam. It's how we get dictators, tyrants, megalomaniacs. Antichrists. Antichrists. Thank you. Yes. Um, it's it's kind of new for this country, though. And when your country is only 240 years old, I know that's, you know, a long time to to us with a lifespan of 78. But in the in the long arc of history, it's we're newborns still. Guys, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're just learning how to walk here and eat solid food as a culture. And so this is really new to us. And I bring that up in this context because I, I think that we act, and I'm guilty of this as well, so the we includes me. I think we act as if a lot of the things we're seeing now are completely unprecedented, when in reality, a lot of the mustard seeds for these things were planted in the Obama era. And what's just what's happened now is in 2016, Trump and Brexit happened at the same year. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And I think that freaked the bleep out of the spirit of the age. And I think the spirit of the age decided it had to it had to put more lead in its foot on the gas than maybe it was planning on when it likes more of the, the frog in the boiling water all at once. And the reason why is because that produces a lot less pushback than putting the pedal to the metal. So it put the pedal pretty close to the metal. And now we just had a whole conversation last hour about all the pushback that is happening to this. But I, I think this was done because it feared that its window was closing, that there was more resistance to it within the populace. And as you pointed out, tragically and accurately last hour, Todd, that's largely without any mobilization from the church really whatsoever. I mean, if anything, uh, you know, it's been aiding and abetting. It's been aiding, aiding and abetting it. Yeah. You know, um, and so I think that we've kind of forgotten that a lot of the shows that we are doing nowadays, talking about unprecedented radicalism and things of that nature, we were doing these for eight years in the Obama years. It's just, it was offset by the fact that he had an inspiring biography and a charismatic personality and a cool factor, and he wasn't a dude who was who obviously has dementia and we weren't further down the road. So that worked against the personality driven politics as well. And I just think he just reemerged here in the last couple of days, particularly with the news that Musk was on yes, the precipice of buying Twitter. Absolutely. I think that has a lot to do with it. And I think it confirms for you what they really believe these sorts of institutions and, and platforms are meant to do. Um, he's just being who he's always been. I mean, this is, this is the this is the same guy. I don't want my kid punished with a baby. Okay, this is the same guy bitterly clinging to your guns and your and your Bibles. I think we've just forgotten a lot of that because it seems like we've aged in dog years, particularly the last couple mm-hmm. of years of COVID. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that long ago that he was planting the mustard seeds for a lot of these weeds in our garden that are sprouting and blooming, and we're we're, we're tangling with right now. Most effective president of my lifetime. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grainy, Tragically so, but yep. I agree. Yeah. Grammy of Witches uh, says, with the laws passed or about to pass in California, Colorado, and Maryland regarding quote-unquote abortion, uh, X amount of days after birth, uh, do you see this as something that will take hold across the nation and will be endorsed at the federal level? Uh, I, I think we are looking at, and you know, I, I had, I got to have lunch once with Newt Gingrich and he the lat when he was running for president in 2012 just me one of his aides michael 
and my wife and him at a Damon's sports bar in suburban Des Moines. We sat there for a couple of hours and um, picking his brain as a historian. And he gave me this observation. This would have been the summer of 2011. So well over a decade ago now. And he told me that he thought the country was not polarized, but balkanized. And you've heard me use that language. I got it from him. All right. That the, the country is not polarized as much as it is balkanized. And when that, with that, what he meant by that was polarization means we have political ideals and civic virtues in certain parts of the country that are dramatically different than others. So there's just certain lines you cannot cross here, like a dry county or a wet county in an era of, um, in another era, for example. Okay. Um, but when we get balkanized, it means that these are now not rival or varying or diverse or, or, tra- or, or traditions. They're opposing traditions. These two cultures, these two entities cannot coexist. They don't really want to. And he compared the country uh, to the 1850s leading into the Civil War. And that is, I absolutely, at the time I remembered, I thought, man, it would really suck if that happened. It's happening. We're here now. We're in this era right now. And this is why I thought that the spirit of the age would respond this way to truly principled attempts to defend the sanctity of life, which the pro-life movement, frankly, just did not do on a political level for decades. It just didn't, guys. It just didn't. And now it is. Now, now it's doing those things. But because of the, we've often drawn the analogy between abortion and slavery, remember, Dred Scott lost. And that's why it was a win. Because by, by begging the question, let's just, let's get to the heart of the question. No longer, how do we mathematically calculate black populations and slave populations in a, in a, where, where some states they're slave and some states they're free, which states will be slaves and which states will be free. If if, no more, no more qualifiers point blank. There's a gentleman sitting in this courtroom right now claims to be a man and he claims his name is Dred Scott. He claims to speak, breathe, think, bleed, Love, hate, just like you do, despite the fact you're white. Is that a human being or not? Point blank, no more qualifiers, no more political machinations and compromises. Just tell me, justices of the U.S. Supreme Court, is that a person? What did they say? No. But the fact that they were made to say that, and in public took the abolitionist movement to an entirely different level. It radicalized it, mobilized it, intensified it to a completely different level because now the, it was out in the open. And it was already out in the open if we were being honest, but see, we didn't have to be honest and we didn't want to be honest. Nope. Now we have to be. We cannot stop seeing, we cannot unsee what we have seen. I've used this analogy in the past. Black people standing up 
to high-pressure water hoses in the South. Got a lot of white people in places like Michigan and Ohio and Illinois. They didn't want to have black neighbors either. But as they sat there watching Walter Cronkite and Roger Mudd on their black and white TVs over the TV dinners and their kids are coming home from school and sitting down and seeing this and like, Mommy and Daddy, why is this happening? And that led to some uncomfortable conversations. Suddenly now, they're the ones calling their congressmen and senators and say, hey, make that. That's got to stop. I don't want to see that on my TV screen anymore. Make it stop. I can't unsee. My kids cannot unsee what they are seeing. That has to end. Make it stop. And so that it did. We want them to do these things, is what I'm trying to say. Because it, it, it reveals the true instinct here. That this has never been about two kids get together, hormones out of control on a prom night. What do we do for the rest of their lives? The kid's going to be born with a defect. A tough choice between a woman and a guy. It was never about that. It was literally just about murder. Because child sacrifice comes from the bowels of hell. Whether it's in Apocalypto, in an Aztecian culture, or it's at an abortuary at a Planned Parenthood. It's just for destruction. It's not for anything else. It's a demonic troll, one of the worst, and it's just for destruction. And everything else is a lie. But you have to take a very principled position to expose that lie. You cannot water down your belief in the truth to expose a lie. You have to boldly proclaim it. So we have actually been asking now in the last, within this decade, is a being with a heartbeat a person? Yes or no? That's all I'm asking. Is a being, first thing when the first, thing when the first responders show up at the scene of an accident, what's the first thing they check for? Pulse. Pulse, which, is a signif- which signifies what? Heartbeat. Heartbeat. That's the first thing they look for for a proof of life or lack thereof, right? So is a being with a heartbeat, does it have, is it alive? Is it a person or not? And now you're seeing a lot of their fake arguments. They don't even try them anymore. They just now go on camera like what you had on Friday. F those kids, man. Kill those kids. It's what they always thought. It's what this was always about. It's just we spent 30 years raising as our as our one of our mucky mucks here, Gaston Mooney, who worked on Capitol Hill for Jim DeMitt, likes to say, so we, we, big baby raising huge gloms amount of money for and then you can kill the baby legislation that did nothing, that exposed nothing. But we all got called a bunch of misogynist and chauvinist for it anyway. Mm-hmm. At least let's just do what we actually believe if we're going to and then earn those scorns, earn them. We did nothing to earn them for decades. And now we are. And now you're, see, you're seeing them take brazenly evil positions. And this isn't new. This was one of the first bills Andrew Cuomo signed into law in New York when he became governor. Killing babies that survived abortions. They did the same thing in Virginia under the previous Democrat governor. Well, you set the remember the radio interview? Well, if the baby survives the abortion, you know, they set it aside, and then the mom decides if she wants to kill it or not. Just chillingly describing this, you know, on his on 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 a, on a radio interview. Remember that? Mm-hmm. This isn't new. It was always a lie. But you can't expose a lie with a pale pastel. You need to ex- you expose lies with bold colors. And we're finally doing that. 
So in response, do I think they will get darker? I do. And strategically, that is to our advantage. Because if we fight, if we fight, if we continue down this road, yes. yes. Because there's a reason, even remember, we're all sinners. We're totally depraved. We're not utterly depraved. We still have a conscience. There's a reason why they had to come up with all these talking points to get so many Americans to indulge in such a dark art. Because they wouldn't have done it without it. If they ran ads that said, we just want to kill kids and harvest their parts for an unseemly amount of money on an open market for medical research. How many moms, 15 or 35, are walking into a Planned Parenthood for that? I don't know what the number is, but I know it's a hell of a lot less than the 100 million who have. Or the 60 million who have. And so that's why they had to lie. They didn't lie because they didn't have to. Because they did. That's why the most effective pro-life ministry I've seen, Save the Storks, what do they do? They go out on the streets, on it in, an, in a bus or an RV that's got portable ultrasound machines right there. So you see your kid right there on site. And the amount of women who have had, whose conscience has been forced to confront that they are carrying a living being and then just could not go through with it is pretty high because they boldly were confronted with the truth. They don't lie. Twitter doesn't censor. They don't do these things because they have a good argument, folks. Because they don't. Next question. We'll go to Alex Ayer, who says, how would digital currency lead to the mark of the beast? Well, if we're assuming that the, the mark of the beast in this question is not um, symbolic of a world system, you know, between the city of man and the city of God. If you're taking it from a purely futuristic standpoint, then the way that it could do so is because unlike what you see with certain forms of crypto, like Bitcoin, where you have, it's a, it, 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 is, it is precisely a peer-to-peer transaction. And you have unique security. So I have a not insignificant amount of my own money in Bitcoin right now. I mean, the amount of security I have to jump through within my own account to get access to it. And that is in order to secure its primacy with you as a user. What we're talking about with a digital currency is different. It's for the state to have that privacy over your currency, over you. That's the point of it. So that, hey, you know, I went to charge my electric car in the morning and uh, my battery's dead and I can't buy another one for 24 hours because the state didn't like what I posted on Facebook yesterday. That's where we get into a social credit system. That's where you are permitted certain accesses to society. My favorite Black Mirror episode is the one with Bryce Dallas Howard, where this is actually the world that they, uh, they live in, is a social credit system. And everything is constantly just based on your level of compliance 
to the social system, regardless of how asinine it is, let alone evil. Now, I don't know if that system leads specifically to a mark of the beast in a futuristic eschatological viewpoint, because I don't know for sure that that is the right eschatological viewpoint. But I do know for sure that if it were, there would be no other or at least no better path to such a thing manifesting itself than a digital currency. Is that a good answer? Yeah. Okay. Next, Tom Gambrell says, it seems obvious this administration will not back down from its military COVID policy. Do you think a Republican administration in 2024 will invite us back into service? Yes, I actually do. Um, At this point, um, if I were handy, if, if I were making bets on who the 2024 GOP nominee will be, I would say 65% um, Donald Trump, which is down from what I would have said about a month ago. I would have said said like at least 80. Yeah. Okay. 65% Donald Trump, 34% Ron DeSantis, 1% Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, one of those kinds of senators. Mm-hmm. That's what I would give right now. First of all, you guys have any major disagreements with that? No. Not right now, no. Re- repeat the chances you give to Trump. 65% Trump, 34% DeSantis, 1% a couple of one of those one of the couple of senators we have that are pretty good. Yeah. Ted, Rand Paul, I don't think anybody else. Pence, Nikki Haley, none of those people have any shot. I think that's I think that's fair. Okay. Now, but, again, if we'd have done this a month ago, I'd have put Trump at like 80% probably. So the odds are down. Still a two to one favorite, though. Okay, that's those pretty good odds for Trump. All those people I mentioned, if they were president, absolutely, I think would restore your right to serve. The question is, do you want to? Could, I think Trump well, is well, actually the least likely of those. Maybe, might be, might be. That's one question: is do you want to? Yeah, that's a great point. But the the second question is, can they can they get their orders carried out? Remember when Trump made the order against we're not going to have trannies in the yeah. military and the inter- military just ignored that? Remember, okay. that's why I asked you when you said we need to send Trump needs to send the military into the cities that are during the BLM riots. I and remember I asked, saying that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe are, are they won't sure? listen. Maybe they wouldn't listen. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't follow his orders. So that's the question is who is is I think all those names I just mentioned, which I think are the only names that have any possibility of being the GOP nominee in 24. I think they would all give an order supporting your reinstatement. The question is, who has the wherewithal and capacity to follow through and make sure that order is manifested? That would be the question I'd ask myself if I were in your shoes. Next up is fellow 13 who says, <laughs> since your wife is a psychologist and therapist, a woman. Therapist, not a psychologist, a therapist. Mm-hmm. But okay. And a woman, have you discussed with her why so many white suburban women have such a high level of cognitive dissonance toward the authoritative actions of the Democratic Party? Actually, we have not discussed that. We don't discuss politics at my house very often. Um, a lot of that is by nature and choice just because I discuss it everywhere else I go. And I'd like to have at least one place where I, I don't, you know, discuss it. Uh, so it's not omnipresent and in, the, in my life and I don't mer- drown in it, you know. Um, but knowing her as well as I do, 
I think the answer that she would probably give is that women tend to put a a larger um, priority on relationship in their social transactions than men do. And that can have its advantages, can have its disadvantages. For example, I'm not a good reader of human nature. In fact, I found out over the weekend that somebody who's a fairly prominent name in our business is basically a crook. And I had like no idea, like no idea. And the person they had ripped off is somebody I'm actually in business with. I just had no idea. In fact, I would never guessed it. You know, so I'm not, I, I, that's why when I meet can when I used to be heavily involved in primaries, I'd meet candidates and stuff for the first time. I'd bring my wife along because she's much better at, at, at sniffing out human nature because she is, I tend to be as a guy, much more bottom line driven. Can you get me what I want? If I give you what you want, right? What's the end result of this? Women are more process driven. That's part of the relational aspect, but that's also the, the why. Um, even that's why I, you know, have a tendency to have her meet people before I put my name, uh, on them publicly. It's also though, why when it comes to voting, she has a tendency to come to me because she doesn't, she's, I don't trust my instincts with human nature. She doesn't trust her instincts with putting the need for emotional connection ahead of what is the truth as a woman. So when we get to election time, my wife will come to me and say, all right, I trust you. Who are we voting for? You know, so I tend, I don't, I've never endorsed candidates that they met my wife. She told me, yeah, don't do that. And she's never voted for anybody as long as I've known her different than who I voted for, for the same reasons. We tend to try to work off each other's complementary differences there. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at this tweet from, from Matt Walsh. So so the deal is done now. Is it done? Is Is it official? Musk owns Twitter? My four-year-old pan-gender child, Stardust... (laughs) Just asked Matt if Elon Musk takes control of Twitter. Will hate speech be normalized? Is democracy over? Will life even be worth living? I looked at them and replied, yes, yes, and no. And we simply <laughs> held each other and sobbed. I'm sorry. I wasn't laughing at your answer. That was what I was laughing at. No, that, that's worthy of laughing at. That's pretty brilliant on Matt's part. Can we do one more? We have a quick one? Uh, yep. Okay. Let's go to That does this not look one. very quick. It, okay. it, it'll be a quick answer for All right. you. Uh, Randy Abdallah says, for an organization like the CDC, how about a rotating staff every three to five years so that we're not left with entrenched medical bureaucracy for decades upon decades? Yes, but we should have that called elections. Like, I... I, I know. There's- I, I would... If, if I had that kind of power, you'd have to stop me... From literally just sheets of firings and layoffs. Sheets of them. This is we gotta okay? get, people keep looking for a system instead of principles. Yeah. No, there's no safe way out of this. Get uncomfortable. Have principles and defend them. Period. I mean, I would enjoy the lamentations. I, I, if anything, you'd have to consult me to not seek out gratification via their lamentation yeah. in, in ways that are not necessary because of the blowback. Just because I enjoy it so much. Right? But that... You know what? This is a great place to close it. We're not a nation of laws. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the case of this question, systems. We're not a nation of laws and systems. And we never will be. We are, an, we are a nation of political will. And we always will be.
What's going on down in Florida right now is a guy and his wife and his team has the will to say, let's find out. Someone emailed me this morning and said, Ron DeSantis is the first let's find out politician. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly right. Well, let's find out. Let's find out. For too long, we've been represented by people that weren't willing to say, let's find out. I have no idea if Elon Musk will be better for Twitter. He can't be any worse. But isn't it good just to see an alpha male say, yeah, yes. I got, I'm swinging the bigger stick here. Let's find out. Yeah. For a change. As opposed to boasting about it, tweeting about it, and then, well, I mean, we can't fire Fauci because the media would hate me. I, was, I thought that was the media you defeated like 17 times ago. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, let's find out. I know this. Not finding out. Being complacent and passive, it can't get any worse, right? Could they hate you more? Well, let's find out. You know, let's be honest. Nowadays, when you go to a movie or you go to a a business... And it, it doesn't try to indoctrinate you into wokeness. You're almost surprised, right? I went and saw the new Nicolas Cage movie over the weekend. It's great, by the way. I mean, it's legitimately great. Okay. Um, and there wasn't any wokeness in it. And after it was over, I was like, wow, there was nothing woke in the entire movie. Uh, that just goes to show once more that when the opportunity presents itself to do business with those who don't hate us um, and maybe even share our values, which is rare nowadays, Take full advantage of it, which we all can, because we pretty much all need a mobile phone to thrive in modern America, which means we all need to be making the switch to Patreon Mobile. My family finally got off the schneid. We finally did it last fall. Yeah, we did all the excuses, thought it would be a big hassle too. They handled it with a plum. That's a word that, by the way, needs to make a comeback. I'm going to try to reintroduce that into the lexicon. All right. Uh, they handled it with a plum. Uh, and they even helped us to upgrade our phones in the process. We had virtually the same network we had for so many years with one of the big boys because they all virtually use the same networks these days. So make the switch now. If you're a veteran or first responder, you get special savings as a way of saying thank you for your service. For the rest of us, get a free activation with the offer code Steve when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve, patriotmobile.com slash Steve, or call them at 972-PATRIOT. So last week here on the show, we featured a Tennessee activist from Tennessee Stands. Gary Humble was here with us. I've known Gary uh, for a couple of years now, and he was letting us know the challenges of being a grassroots conservative activist, even in a Republican-dominated red state like Tennessee. However, someone who's a big fan of the show and is in the Tennessee government and has been on the show in the past— he actually thinks that maybe not. He doesn't agree with the the characterizations of everything we were told last week. So, hey, we're going to give him uh, time to respond. State Representative Jason Zachary is here with us. It's good to see you again, Jason. How are you? I'm great, Steve. Thanks for having me on. So, I take it the fact that you came to us means that that your disagreement here, as someone who's also because I'm a, as an activist, obviously Gary's on the front lines, but you're clearly on the front lines too. You're in the legislature. So these weren't technicalities here that you disagreed with him on. You you actually disagreed with him substantively. Okay, I would take that, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't have come to us. So what did you disagree with? 
Yeah, a couple of things, uh, Steve. It, it's important that people understand the process of the legislature. And so many times you look at a bill and how it's presented or how it starts. And that's really most times with a controversial bill or a bill that conservatives would get really excited about, the beginning is never the end result. The bill is amended. Sometimes, and I know we do this here in Tennessee, and our speaker really champions this, you bring a bill, you put everything in it you could possibly want. And so you start from your negotiation point here, so that way when you get to the end, kind of what Ronald Reagan used to talk about, we get 70 to 80% of what we want. And even in a state like Tennessee, where we do have a supermajority, there's no doubt, 73 Republicans out of 99. That doesn't mean that everybody in the supermajority is Ted Cruz. I mean, we have all representations within the supermajority from moderates to mainstreams to far, far right conservatives. And so when I was listening to your show last week, I was actually on my way back from the Capitol. Uh, it was about maybe 8, 30, 9 o'clock I was listening. And uh, Mr. Humble came on and he he characterized Tennessee and made some statements that were, um, I'll say, inaccurate uh, based on one bill. Uh, well, a couple of bills, but one bill in particular, which is House Bill 1201. It's a bill that we have been pushing to uh, to bring transparency. It's a bill that has been discussed and in the making. The bill has literally been there for a year for everyone to see and to read about and have a conversation about. But a couple of things were said in that particular conversation related to House Bill 1201, and uh, he made it sound like we were trying to silence conservative voices, which could be f the furthest thing from the truth. The, the accurate portrayal of this, we are trying to stop entities and people like George Soros from influencing Tennessee elections. We have a supermajority. We have had incredible progress over the last 12 years under Republican leadership with Republican governors and the Republican state legislatures. We're the most physically stable state. We have the lowest debt per capita. We're the lowest debt state. The list goes on and on and on. And if I it, it related to specifically back to House Bill 1201, uh, there was this characterization that we were trying to stop mailers from going out, that we were trying to silence these grassroots conservatives from uh, engaging with their membership. And that is simply not accurate. Any of your listeners can jump on the Tennessee Journal website and look at House Bill 1201 and both the Senate and the House Amendment. They both passed. We do have to go to conference, but the differences have been worked out. And it says that if you in the last 60 days of an election if you spend over $5,000 on a candidate utilizing their name and likeness, you have to report the expenditures. He got on here at your, your show, Steve, and he said they want our donor list. We already passed a bill and Supreme Court has already opined regarding uh, the donor list. We have we have a law in place. We cannot provide a donor list. We can't ask for you can't uh, we can't ask you to provide your donor list. You don't have to provide that. House Bill 1201 talks about five thousand dollars in the last 60 days spent on a candidate. You have to show those expenditures. But the caveat is, which this was conveniently left out. Any communication with your membership is exempt. So if you send an email, you put it on your website, it costs you nothing to put it on your website. All of that is exempt. This is, again, is directly related to keeping those from the outside from coming in and influencing Tennessee elections. It doesn't affect business as normal. He also made the statement that we have to register as a PAC untrue. That is not accurate. That is not in the final bill that was passed. And then just a couple other things, Steve, he had uh, he was adamant about uh, passing no bills in Tennessee related to election integrity. False. 
I actually carried one of the bills that we just passed a couple of weeks ago related to election integrity. Heritage Action Group ranked us number three is 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 uh, a third best ranked state for election integrity in the country. So I reached out to James Quarles with Heritage Action, and I said, "Hey, help me. What do we need to do to get to number one?" And he made some recommendations. I drafted a bill and carry it specifically related to consent decrees. The mess that happened in Georgia with the Secretary of State, Democrat Party entering into a consent decree. My bill that we have already passed has already been signed into law says no state election official or local election official can enter into a consent degree without coming to us. And if they try it, there's a cause of action in place related to election integrity. We also have a bill up on the House uh, that's in finance that says uh, that it, it requires the secretary of state to perform random audits on elections. And finally, we passed in our budget, we put $20 million to buy new machines that have a paper trail associated with it. So, I mean, I could, I've got a couple of points and I wrote them down to make sure I didn't miss anything. Oh, oh, one last thing, Steve, he also said something related to people, employees don't have a choice related to uh, whether they get the vaccine or not. Again, in, in last year, end of last year, 2021, us, Montana and Florida were the only states in the country to pass a comprehensive COVID protection bill. Again, I know it well because I carried it. Daniel Horowitz wrote an article about it was the best COVID protection bill at the time that had passed. And we ba we banned governments from requiring masks. Uh, we were banned employees from requiring proof of vaccination. Man, it was a hard hitting 15 page bill. So I'll stop there and let you jump in. But man, those those were some things I have an appreciation and a respect for your show. I listen to it daily. And as I'm driving back from a long day at the Capitol, mm. and those things were said trying to portray us as like Ohio or Maryland. Man, are we perfect? No. Can we do things better? Absolutely. But how it was portrayed is simply not the case. What's going on here in Tennessee on the ground? All right. I appreciate your rebuttal there. I just had then one question um, because I'm not qualified to go point by point, which is why I'm not doing it. And I just we let Gary speak his piece and now you get to speak yours. The The one question I would have is the, the back to the bill about out of state groups and whether that can be parlayed into grassroots groups. Is that something that, what are the protections, what I like to call, when, when you have a Pharaoh who knows not Joseph? When, with the, or, or in another context, it's, reply, it, it's often referred to as the law of unintended consequences. What's stopping that kind of a law from being utilized against somebody challenging an entrenched incumbent and saying, hey, that, that, that precedent uh, applies more broadly than just to certain out-of-state kinds of groups? What would, what would stop that from happening? Is it possible? And again, I'm not taking sides. I'm just asking a follow-up question. Is it sure. possible that he is uniquely targeted as someone who is challenging an incumbent, which I don't care what state you're in, the Republican Party doesn't like when its incumbents are challenged. It just doesn't, period. Okay. So it doesn't go out of its way to help people challenge its incumbents. All right. So um, it could, it, is it possible that that could just be broadly interpreted when incumbents feel threatened? 
I mean, there, there's no doubt that that the Republican Party, Democrat Party do all they can to protect incumbents. I mean, that's just the reality. But in terms of this bill, the way it is drafted, it again, because it, you also have to look to the legislative intent. And the language of the bill is pretty clear. And the final language, again, doesn't require them to register as PACs. It talks specifically about 41C4s. It, there's even language in there about making sure that their, their business continues as normal. And so, man, so many things that we pass this is my fourth term. There is always, there can always be some level of unintended consequences. So there could there be something that after going through an election cycle, we may need to adjust in the midterms. Absolutely, there could be. But uh, I know our speaker, as actually just down the hall from me in his office, I know he's meeting with the NRA right now because they wanted to guarantee the NRA. Listen, you send out your orange mailers that many of your uh, many of your uh, listeners would receive. That's good. Anything related to your membership is fine. It's just if you throw up that mailer that depicts uh, a Republican's face and then it's got Obama and Nancy Pelosi with their arms around him, if those are the kind of mailers you're going to do and you're going to spend over $5,000, then we want to know who's doing it because okay. that's done. It was happened to my, it happened to my congressman in uh, District 2. Okay. All right. Well, good stuff. Sounds like maybe the two of you need to talk. Uh, actually, is kind of what it sounds like. So, well, I hope that you were able to get your side out. Um, and we wanted to get you on as soon as we could, Jason, to do that. So appreciate you, man. And thanks for listening as always. And appreciate the feedback. All right. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. You bet. One of the cool apps, and I finally have got it on my phone and playing around with it. It's one of those concepts that you're like, why didn't we do this a long time ago? It's called Public SQ for Public Square. You know, we are looking to help build an alternative account, uh, economy nowadays, uh, an alternative to woke corporations that seek to divide us, banks freezing the accounts of people because they had wrong think, uh, they disagree with their views, supply chains dependent on countries who absolutely hate us. Uh, if you want to try to change that and take part in building the alternative economy, Public SQ is the largest directory of freedom-loving businesses the nation has ever seen. You can go download the Public SQ app right now at the Apple Store or over at Google Play and create a free account. Begin your search. You can also uh, find out how to get your own business listed there for free. Uh, so your local community can find you today. Download the app now, Public SQ. That's what you're looking for for Public Square Public SQ, such a cool idea. You won't believe that it hasn't been done already at Public SQ. All right, guys, quickly, any thoughts on the back and forth there? I don't know what else to say. We had two dramatically different interpretations of events, and so we gave each their side. I guess we wait and see how those two things iron themselves out. Well, I'll just be brief because I actually talked to them to get them on the show. But, uh, A, they have talked, and it was uh, they challenged each other aggressively. I'll leave it at that, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong. Frankly, no, we no, could no. use some more yeah. challenging, aggre- challenge, aggressive challenges in this country right about but now. But I said to Jason, I said, frankly, like... It, you guys have both not only been on this show, but you've been on fairly recently. And it's like, this is, it, it was amazing to me that in a state like Tennessee, it's one thing in the Republicans in a different, you know, pick here, Massachusetts. Yeah, whatever. But here that we can't get on the same page is just a sign of how much work we have to do. Even when we have the wind on our back in many respects, uh, we, there are business as usual is behind this on some level and business as usual is not good enough. We need to prioritize differently than ever before. Aaron, I'll get your take in a second. After I remind everybody that built bar is the absolute greatest protein bar 
that has ever been made. You can try one today. Try several today. Use my last name, Dace, as your promo code. D-E-A-C-E. Get 15% off. So many great flavors to choose from. You can choose an assortment box and kind of handpick the flavors that you want within reason. Um, All covered in real chocolate, loaded with protein, uh, loaded with flavor, not loaded, not packed with carbs or calories or sugars that you don't need. You don't have to make the choice anymore between health and fun while eating. It's, it's it's every bit as good as a lot of the candy bars that are out there on the market. I had one of my leftover Shamrock ones from St. Patty's Day uh, as my post workout snack. Just uh, it's just phenomenal, folks. It's it's one it's 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 among the best products that have I've, I've experienced and tried in any format over the last few years. So Built Bar is where is is, is where you want to go for the absolute best protein bar ever made. Built.com is where you want to go to purchase it. Go to Built.com, B-U-I-L-T. Use my last name, Dace, as your promo code to get 15% off when you go to Built.com. So Aaron, one of the things that kind of stands out to me is what may have, let's assume that everything, just for the sake of argument, that everything Jason told us was correct. All of his clarifications were correct. What would have happened in the past in a red state like Tennessee, though, that would have caused somebody like Gary to have so much instant suspicion of what would come out of a predominantly Republican legislature at the exact same time. Oh, we have no examples of that. Right. Yeah. There are none. Very thin, very thin file when it comes to uh, uh, reasons to be suspicious of the Republican Party. This conversation uh, encapsulates three different fans or listeners, I don't know if they're fans or listeners of the show, Robbie Starbuck, Gary Humble, Jason Zachary. Um, this is not, my comment here is not meant to be directed at any one of them in particular, but along the lines and maybe a more pointed way of saying what Todd was saying, the time in our country right now, we're squabbling, and this is legitimate or not, but it's still squabbling over uh, specific provisions in a law that could um, that could impact Robbie or that do impact Robbie or could impact Gary. Um, there are there are huge fish to fry. There are huge fish to fry right now. All of those guys need to just powwow, I guess. And without being any more pointed than that, I'll leave it at that. Um come to an understanding, uh, whether it's some sort of uh, 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 scene from the Godfather, come to an understanding and get this, because I don't think, I don't, I don't get the picture from any of those guys that there are fundamental ideological disagreements. This is just about process. And I don't think, I don't think it's a wise use of time to be squabbling about this. Hmm. That's all. Okay. Well, we are back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. We're going to stick around and record overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. You can become one, by the way, at blazetv.com slash dace. For the rest of you, we will see you tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Hall of Famer Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.